Hi and welcome to the MMU Photography Podcast, a weekly informal conversation with the guests that have been kind enough to join us during our Wednesday morning Village Green Lecture Series. The lectures this term are centred around the theme of photographic communities. We will be welcoming a range of photographers, artists, organisers and academics to talk about the importance of working collectively in their research and practice. This week, Alicia, Sarah and I had a conversation with Anne Noakalor, the founder of Noahala magazine. We discussed networking, what the future holds for Anne, the importance of making community and the loneliness of being a self-employed creative person, as well as the reasons for doing an MA. Hey, hi everyone, my name is Anne Noakalor. Um, I am the founding editor of Noahala magazine, which is one of Africa's first contemporary print photography magazines. Um, yeah, besides that, I work full-time in the development space as a communications officer, and I am a photo editor. Please make use of the guest lectures, like the professionals that come in. Like Alicia mentioned, like I was one of the first ones to go up to her after she spoke to us. And I've always been like that, because I know, like, first of all, I'm really interested in what you're doing, and I might need you later on. So I was never shy to like, even if I had nothing to say, like I would be one of the first ones to go up and say, look, I really enjoyed your talk. Do you have a card? Do you mind me taking your email? I always did that. And like I followed Aliski on Instagram and I stayed in contact. There was a few others, um, Max something who's, um, who, who owns a print um, magazine that focuses on film. He'll come to me. But yeah, I did the same thing to him. Like I took his email, all of these people. So I think that's so important. Make use of, first of all, your lectures. <laughs> Show up to your lectures, especially the ones where they bring in professionals and just make use of them because you will need them. And it's just really nice to have a chat with them because they will remember you. Like um, I need to remember his name. The Max guy, he remembered me. He donated to Noahala magazine. Does it make sense? Like all of these, Max Barnett, I don't know if you guys know him. Um, he started Pilot magazine. So he remembered me, like all of these other people, other photographers. Um, so yeah, I really recommend like talk to, um, make lectures as well. <laughs> like stay in contact. I'm in contact with almost all of my lecturers. I'm in contact with them and they have really showed up for me. So yeah, that's that's like honestly the biggest advice I would give. Um, second thing, networking is really important. When I was in London, I went to everything. Like, I'm not joking. Anything that was on that photographer's gallery, anything that was on at the Tate. Um, if I had to pay sometimes, there was a thing on called writing conversations at the Tate. Um, I would pay for it, I didn't care. I would always go. Um, and meet different people because you don't know who you'll meet. Um, so yeah, I, I went to everything. Um, what's Photo Fusion as well. I, I joined in a few um, of their classes and stuff. So really make use of your your space because honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I really miss London. Like I really miss London. <laughs> I really miss London. I miss just being able to go to a gallery or just go to like a really small pop-up exhibition or just, I really miss it. And that's that's not really popular here in Nigeria. So just really make use of everything that's on. I know another lockdown's coming, but there's so many virtual things. Um, Alicia wrote down the Ethics Center. They have some really amazing talks coming on. Um, so yeah, really make use of everything that's available, especially if it's free. It's, it's super interesting to hear people talk about networking. I think like, um, yeah. I, I always, 
found it a really uncomfortable thing to do actually or at least started and did you feel, feel like it was always easy for you or did, was it something you kind of practiced or or you know how did you develop that I practiced it it wasn't easy even the term networking irritates me I'm trying to find a better yeah. way of um I guess starting a conversation as opposed to networking because networking sounds so like businessy and professional totally. it's not really um like for example um if you're at an open an open night right and there's like wine I don't know if people drink but there's wine and there's drinks available like having a chat with someone while you're drinking wine really helps <laughs> because it is something like does it make sense like you have wine and you have oh, okay your hair so what did you think of this person's talk like just starting conversations I remember Max um he said something really interesting he was like if you don't smoke start smoking <laughs> because really when you go out for smoke and stuff there's really interesting conversations that come up obviously I'm not recommending people start smoking but just you know do things to start a conversation and to be honest it can be really scary at times um, I think the fear of rejection really gets to people um, I, that was something I had to really overcome um, I remember when I went up to Alicia I just literally went up to her and said look I really enjoyed um, your talk I want to start a project on you know bereavement does it make sense just I, I went up and I just started the conversation and it's scary but it will get you places and to be honest the worst mistake is not doing it and not knowing where you could have ended up so don't be afraid to start conversations I don't know if um at your uni you guys have um professional talks like at UAL we used to have things on Wednesdays where they would bring in someone to the lecture hall and anyone could show up like if those are on as well something basically like what we did today I really recommend people go to it and just yeah start conversations yeah it's really key yeah amazing I like the idea we should self define a new term I think that's a great idea like yeah. it's just making friends really isn't it chatting to people yeah. about the thing you both like you know exactly I was just going to ask, um, obviously you spoke about how in, in the UK or in London specifically, there's lots of kind of pop-ups or things like that, and that might not be the case in Nigeria, but um, obviously you started the magazine. Would you kind of think about kind of pushing for kind of creating your yeah. own space or like what's the future? What's the future yeah, definitely, definitely. So right now I'm trying to do some funding workshops because I need to learn how to apply for funding because um, a lot of the things we're going to do with the magazine, like I've said, like we will do exhibitions and we will do artist talks. Right now we're doing it virtually, but I, I, I will do all of these things. It's not I want to do, I will do it, but it needs funding. Um, so I'm literally like investing in just learning grant writing, how to write for grants, um, how to apply for funding. Great, that sounds exciting. I'll look out for it. <laughs> and and no, Hala was uh, crowdsourced. You said, is that right? Which funding did you group from? Oh, yeah, go GoFundMe. Go yeah, yeah, we use GoFundMe for that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, not everyone is going to be chipping in to be raising three thousand pounds every like twice a year. So um, that's why this, this, that's why this whole funding thing is so important. Only for the startup, we did the fundraiser, but we're not going to be doing another fundraiser because um, it wasn't easy, to be honest. It was literally on the last day that we were able to raise the remaining two thousand um, pounds. So yeah. And what's the, what's the deal with sort of funding in Nigeria? What's the structure? Is it is there is there um, government or state sort of funding, or is it from private enterprise? No, no the government is not going to give you money for art. 
So it's literally individuals. It's individuals. It's other art organisations. Um, yeah. So that's that's literally how it is. It's not as structured as the UK where you have like arts council. You have like you know organisations that focus on funding. It's very sporadic. If you have a network and they're rich and they're willing to give you some money, then that's literally how it is here in Nigeria. Um, so yeah, a lot of the funding I'm applying for is from like African organisations in the UK or just other organisations that are willing to give out some money really. Mm. Yeah. I think that's really, um, kind of interesting because obviously as artists here in the UK we're, we're often kind of quite sort of wary of where we take money from and there's like this idea that you know you can you, you need to kind of not take it from sources that are sort of you kind of read a lot about the sources and make sure that it's not kind of corrupt yeah. and where that's coming from and I think that you know we're we're lucky in a way that there's like the that there is the arts council and things like that that um that, but without that structure it must be really difficult to navigate and know kind of the ethics behind where you're getting funded from as well for example if the government wants to give us funding I wouldn't take it um there's a lot of issues a lot of political issues right now in Nigeria like I've I've made a decision where I I can't get involved in politics because it will ruin the brand um a lot of youths are engaged in our work and unfortunately the government in Nigeria is extremely corrupt and does not regard the youths and if I do take money from a politician or from the government or maybe a fund that they have it will it will damage us so yeah it, it can be a bit tricky as well um but I've already set my mind to that that's a no to be honest yeah what about censorship you talk about that and that leads me on to censorship and is that yeah. the danger and what does that mean in Nigeria about what you can and you can't show potentially yeah or do you not is that in your mindset um I'm very cautious of it for example, political things, if you talk about the president, like you're screwed kind of thing. So I'm very cautious of what we show. There's certain things we can't show in order to protect the photographer and in order to protect ourselves. Because as much as they say it's a democratic country, it's not. If you say anything about the president, they will find you and there are issues. Um, um, LGBTQ is illegal here. So I have to be cautious as well. If I'm, if someone's made a project around that, I have to be very cautious because it is illegal and it can put that photographer in danger because they might assume that the photographer is engaged in that kind of thing. So there are there are quite a few things. Um, apart from that, it's quite liberal, but I think those are the two main things. Like anything to do with politics, the president and LGBTQ, we have to be very careful, which is a shame, to be honest, because obviously you need to be able to express yourself freely, but just in order to protect the photographers and protect ourselves, you know, yeah. Yeah. Very cautious. Mm. Um, I really like um, the kind of community vibe, actually, the magazine has. It's like a little yeah. bit education. It's a little bit supporting the photographers you're working with, as well as maybe more traditional kind of storytelling, I guess. And like... Yeah. Um, um, it's quite an interesting mix of things actually that I'm not sure I've come across and like um, is that sort of super intentional or has it just come, come about through, through the kind of um, yeah, you know it's fully intentional like um, so at uni um, I, I'm kind of picking from things I learned at uni and things from being part of 
um, like the London Creative Network at Photo Fusion. I was involved in that. So I've been involved in all of these things. And when I moved to Nigeria, I really missed it. Like I really missed that support network of other creators. And that was something I really wanted to create, like really want to start up here. So it was fully intentional. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to hear you mention some of these things. I think like the, um, yeah, PhotoFusion's great, the LCM is great. There's, there's quite a lot, especially in, in London, and it's the same in Manchester, that, that's happening actually. And then you sort of forget yeah. that mm. it's, it's super important to take advantage of these things. I think another thing is why I wish I mentioned it to the students. Um, being a creative can be extremely lonely. Mm. Um, I have many creators that are battling with depression. Um, it can be extremely, extremely lonely. And just having that community is literally your boost. Um, when I was freelancing, it, it was mentally stressful. Um, it's not easy. You really need a support, you need a support network, to be mm. honest, to keep pushing and keep you going and just to you that your work is good. You know, there may be things you can improve on. People that will give you honest feedback, not to tear you down, but to improve your work. I feel like these are really essential for people to grow and develop in their practice. So that was another thing that really pushed me to make, to form this community because it's lonely. It is really lonely being a creative and people need to know that. <laughs> we don't get enough credit for the work we do, unfortunately. Yeah. And I wanted to talk to you about the bigger picture because you've achieved so much, like graduating two years. And I just wondered, like, just hearing you speak, I can just see so many different strands that the magazine will take you. I mean, obviously, there possibly isn't a degree in Nigeria for photography, I would suspect. Is that no, true? No. And, and I know you're moving into education. Would you like to make those sort of connections? Would you like to bring some of that sort of educational tools to Nigeria and fill in those gaps? That's a bigger plan. Alicia to be honest mm. that's literally my I, I'm even thinking of doing a master's like I, I want to bring it I think it's so important um, so yeah I mean my husband keeps on telling me to calm down but I said I wanted to start a school like I just want to do so much more I feel like there's so much that needs to be done and I'm just trying to invest in myself through work show grow and possibly doing the masters to kind of do those things because I feel like where I'm at now I can't fully do it yet I feel like I need to invest in myself a bit more in order to be able to continue to do big things here but now that's literally the bigger picture like I really want this to be brought into the curriculum like there needs to be more art institutions like Nigeria is major um I don't know why I can't say that word anyways Nigeria is made up mostly of youths a lot of young people and a lot of young people are depressed like a lot of young people are suicidal and depressed and for them art is the only thing that's keeping them grounded and alive and I just feel like more needs to be invested in art institutions mm. and unfortunately there's this stigma of being a photographer apparently you don't have a proper job um, <laughs> you know many photographers their parents don't believe in what they're doing mine included when I went on to do photography mm. Dad was like, "Why you're good at English? Why don't you be a writer? Why can't you be a doctor?" So photography is not regarded as a profession here. Being a creative is synonymous for being broke, and you don't know what you're doing with your life. So I think that stigma and those um, those misconceptions really need to be removed. And to be honest, that's why we need art institutions and we need it in the curriculum. And that is the bigger picture. 
And one final question for me, at least, is what can we do to help? Yeah. Talking to our community. Yeah. Uh, That's where collaboration comes in. Just, I guess, spreading more awareness and just... I mean, unfortunately, money is always needed, isn't it? <laughs> There's funding that's needed, but yeah, I just like things like this, like you know, me talking and just these these kind of conversations and just having other conversations with other industry people as well that might be able to help. Yeah. I mean, I guess like from the maybe like a student listening to this perspective, you, you mentioned that you were thinking of doing an MA and like what yeah. do you think you would get out of that that you didn't get from your BA and yeah. what's making you think maybe you, you, you want to do that? So the MA um, I wanted to do was at Birkbeck and I want to focus more on the ethical side um, of photography. But then again, I'm there's also this thing where people are finding alternative forms of education mm-hmm. I mean there's the MA and all of this stuff so it's still something I'm in between thoughts because um, yeah there is this kind of thing where people find an alternatives and then it's like you know there's also some criticism in regards to unis and MAs and all of these things and funds and accessibility and stuff so mm-hmm. it's still something I'm in between thoughts um especially with workshop grow it kind of showed me do I need to do an MA I mm-hmm. mean Initially, me wanting to do an MA was so that I can be an authority, quote unquote, and so that I can talk on a matter without feeling like, should I be talking at all? That's why I want to do an MA. I want to be an authority in a certain matter where I can talk. Like my my previous lecturer, Jennifer Good, like when she talks, my mouth just like, I just like... She talks with so much authority, and I, I, I want to be able to do that. So that's why I thought, oh, maybe do an MA and a PhD. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's so many, like, the world's changing. I was just um, thinking about what you'd said, and and um, and obviously what you'd said in the, the talk about kind of not feeling that the BA a lot of the time, that that yeah. space was a space for you, and, and how... Yeah. How would that change in an MA and I, I, I don't think it would and I think that you know you you obviously have a very kind of strong kind of sense of self and character which has enabled you to yeah. excel in these spaces that I kind of haven't always felt welcoming and um, but yeah, yeah I think these uh, kind of alternate MMAs are quite interesting yeah. and sort of you know in order to gain your voice and and kind of this idea that that an MA gives you a kind of credential that people should respect yeah. is Sort of what's the currency of that in this changing changing world and changing climate yeah. like I think that's really interesting mm-hmm. to think about and um I know like I know that I did a master's and I know that I did it for kind of reasons where I was like well all these people around me are doing them and I'm the kind of I want to be like those people and kind of um it, it was sort of it, that and I also wanted that space because I'd been like freelance for ages and I just wanted that space to kind of make work and think and it's kind of a massive luxury to be able to do that um and I but I suppose if you can find other ways to create those spaces then yeah is that needed exactly um it's called history and theory of photography MA at Birkbeck um and yeah that's the that's another thing I was worried about just that whole will I fit in Mm. is there me kind of thing um so that was another that's why I'm kind of reluctant to do it 
I think the main thing that was driving me is just feeling as if if I don't have an MA underneath my belt, I can't talk about certain matters. Mm. And I think my is starting to change in regards to that. Um, so yeah, I am I am also looking at alternative means. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm already in debt with student loan. I don't really want to be in a bit more debt because I want to be in authority and a thing like, well, is that really worth it? Going into more debt because of that. Mm. Well, Max hasn't got a degree, has he? You know. Um, but, but he's thinking of doing an MA, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. But that's related as well. He's, what, 28 now? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fab, all right. Well, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much as well. Yeah, Brian. Lovely to see you again, Anne. Yes, you too, Alicia. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Thanks again to Anne for joining us from Nigeria and for Sarah and Alicia for taking part in our conversation. The music for this podcast was provided by a second year exchange student, Tuka Plonen. And if you would like to hear more, you can ask him about it. And if you would like to donate some of your music to the podcast, please get in touch. Thanks for listening.